Welcome back to the Highway Elf Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this edition of the podcast, we'll meet Dr. Jacqueline Olds, a psychiatrist on staff at McLean Hospital in Belmont, Massachusetts. Dr. Olds is also a part-time associate professor at the Harvard Medical School. Dr. Olds will be covering several topics on the podcast, including loneliness in everyday life, sadness versus depression, and signs of depression. Rob Williams will be your host for this edition of the Highway Health Podcast. And now it's time to hand it off to Rob for his feature interview with Dr. Jacqueline Olds. Doctor, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. And you told me as we were speaking in the break there, you're pretty much on your own, not really necessarily with the hospital, correct? I'm affiliated with the hospital, but I got my office on my own, yes. Gotcha. You're also a part-time associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, correct? I am. I do some teaching of the young doctors. Wow. So you know your stuff. I hope so. You also have a creative partnership with your husband, Dr. Richard Schwartz. Well, we have been married for a very long time, so you have to be a bit creative. Wow. Um, If you're going to talk about relationships, you better have a good one of your own, right? That's true. It's true. It's hubris. (laughs) It's kind of flying too close to the sun a little bit sometimes. (laughs) I'll bet. Does it ever become a little too close to what you do? Well, I think that does sometimes happen. If you talk to people who are having terrible troubles in their relationships, you start to feel so close to your patients, you think, well, maybe I've got that trouble too. And the next thing you know, you've caused it. Well, it's funny because you hear people say that a good relationship is 50-50, 50% effort on both parts. But when you think about it, it really is 100-100, wouldn't you say? I would say that. You always have to be kind of thinking about it as your most precious possession that you've got to be yeah, treasuring constantly. Absolutely. you got to put the effort in. And if you don't, things are going to happen in the relationship. Yeah, that'll either set one of you off or maybe create some distance between the two of you. You've also written some books. You've written three books. Were those written with your husband or did you write any of them on your own? They were written with him. They were written with him, which is kind of a high-risk proposition in marriage, but we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little about the books, the titles, and what they're about. It's interesting. We wrote two of them about essentially loneliness in everyday life and how so many people feel terrible about how lonely they feel. And they maybe go see therapists and they talk about being depressed, but it takes them a while to really admit that mostly they're lonely. And that might especially apply when you have to be on the road all day long. Very good assessment there. And loneliness, you talk about loneliness, a driver on the road all day. Luckily, there are things like the Dave Nemo show to keep drivers entertained (laughs) and their minds off their issues. But that can lead to depression. It can. It goes sort of hand in hand at times. But the reason we wrote those books is to really bring out of the closet the fact that everybody is lonely sometimes. And most people are lonely every now and then, even when they're surrounded by people, they feel quite alone. So we kind of wanted to make it not quite so stigmatized. It's okay to be lonely. Everybody feels that at one point or another. Depression is okay. I mean, that's a normal human reaction to specific situations, right? Well, sadness is a normal human reaction to specific situations. If you lose somebody you love, being sad is completely the way we're built. If you get depressed about it, you can hardly talk to your friends and you want to just stay home all alone and you stop having an appetite and you can't sleep at night. That's called depression. And that is not necessarily the most normal of reactions, although it certainly happens at the beginning when you lose somebody you love. Good point. There is a stigma attached to psychiatrists, isn't there? 
there is. I try to conceal it when I go out to parties. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why we have you on today is to dispel that. It's okay to see a psychiatrist. It's okay to have somebody you can go talk to about your problems and not worry because they're not going to give you any negative reaction. They're there to help you get through it and understand it. I guess you have to understand it before you can find a way to overcome it, correct? I think that's right. I think you have to understand what caused it and see if you can modify some things so that you can go forward. Yeah, and you should not be embarrassed if you deal with depression because it is a serious problem. Depression can lead to other things, especially in the celebrity world of people who want to end their own lives. That's happened with people in the military. And it's so important yeah. to be able to recognize when those episodes happen, not just yourself, but maybe people around you, your loved ones. Are there any things they should be on the lookout for people they care about? Any signs or symptoms of depression? Yeah. I think probably most people are acquainted with them, but if somebody seems to be having a personality change where they used to smile a lot, they've stopped smiling, they don't seem comfortable in their own skin, they don't seem to welcome questions or ask any of their own, they don't seem to enjoy food or exercise. Sometimes what happens is that they rely too much on exercise and kind of go crazy with exercising all the time as an antidepressant and it's not working. There are lots of things you can look for. Sometimes they lose weight. Sometimes there seems to be a sense of hopelessness about them. And what do you do if you see those signs in a person? Is it okay to approach them and say, hey, I've noticed a change or is everything okay? I do think that's just the right thing to do. If they say, oh, of course it's okay, don't take no for an answer. Keep at it. Ask whether they have thought about getting some help. Ask what you can do to help. Keep them company. Keep asking them questions. And those all go back to genuinely caring about somebody, right? Right. We're talking with Dr. Jacqueline Olds. She's a psychiatrist. You and your husband are also responsible for a patented invention that you had available at one time. Tell us about that. So that is a wearable tracker that allowed you to kind of track how much bright light you got in the morning. And bright light first thing in the day, like sunshine or very bright lights that you can buy. What we kind of need as creatures of nature and in order not to get depressed, you need that bright light every day. And in some darker parts of the world, or in winter in some brighter parts of the world, you can go a week without having much sunshine. And so some people get very bright lights on the breakfast table and sit in front of them first thing in the day for half an hour. But a lot of times those people didn't know whether they were getting the right dose. So our tracker let them know whether they were getting the right amount, which has been studied in many different scientific labs across the country. Very cool. I've heard about that. You need sunlight to stay in a good mood. Dr. Jacqueline Old, psychiatrist, can you stick around with us through the break? I can. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. We're glad you're with us, Dr. Jacqueline Olds. I'm Rob Williams on the Dave Nemo Show. Stick around. We will be back. Back we are on the Dave Nemo Radio Show for a Tuesday morning, the 21st of February, and we're glad you are with us. We hope you're safe out there, especially in the areas where there might be some snow, black ice on the roads. Please be careful. Take care of yourselves. Maybe you're even safe and warm, snuggled up somewhere. With us this morning is Dr. Jacqueline Olds. She's a psychiatrist in Massachusetts, and doctor, it's so good to have you on the show. Well, thank you. I'm enjoying it. 
Well, we really appreciate it. We talked about how psychiatrists have a stigma related to them, and hopefully we're doing some good here by breaking that and letting people know it's okay to talk with a psychiatrist. And truckers, they're on the road. You guys are on the road. You're by yourself a lot of the time, and loneliness creeps in. It's got to be hard, especially if you're married or have a significant other. Doctor, there's a unique relationship there for truckers and their partners. That's absolutely right. I think they have exactly the same problems that every couple has, but sometimes they get exaggerated by having to be apart too much of the time. What can a trucker do who is away from their spouse, away from their family, away from their kids while they're on the road? Stay in touch to keep that relationship that they have strong and healthy. It's not a relationship where you can just go out the door and say, honey, I'm off to work. I'll see you in three days or a week or at the end of the day. What can somebody do to help keep that relationship alive and healthy? So I'm going to say before I say these tips that I might be off the mark and I would love to stand corrected if anybody wants to, because I think you can say, what does a psychiatrist who sits in her office all day know about a truck driving? But here's what I think. I think, and this is obvious, that you should try to have regular speaking contact with your partner at least. Even if you think you have nothing to say and you feel uncomfortable on the phone, you could have two or three quick calls a day just to say hi and say, so sorry, I'm not good at talking on the phone, but I'm thinking about you. The fact is, if you can question your partner and find out what they're doing and ask follow-up questions and be interested, that is just as helpful as having news. In fact, perhaps more so. So no problem if there's not much news from the road. The second thing I would say is you want to try to introduce surprise and unexpected discoveries to kind of spice things up. So you might tell about things you've learned, observations from the road, endearments. Maybe sometimes surprise your partner by asking them along on an interesting trip just so that they can sort of see what you're up against occasionally. And never miss the chance for renewal by touching and even making love when you get home because touching is such a basic need that if you sort of act standoffish because you're feeling shy, you miss a golden opportunity to reconnect. You want to ask how you can be helpful when you get home and not expect kind of a parade because you're home, but always be ready to give a parade for the person who stayed at home without you and who was holding down the fort, so to speak. So all of this boils down a little bit to making your partner feel treasured in one way or another. Even if you're not a lovey-dovey person by nature, you want to convey to them in one way or another in your own so-called love language that you treasure them and cherish them. If you have kids, don't forget about them, but make sure you're not treating them way better than your partner. So many parents nowadays, because they want to be the best parents possible, lavish huge amounts of sort of very obvious love on their children and then are kind of restrained with their partners and their partners start getting jealous of how wonderfully the children are treated. So that's a little point I just wanted to make. And lastly, there's always the possibility that you feel... If I were on the road all day long, I would feel a little bit martyred, and I would make a few guilt-provoking remarks to remind everybody how tortured it was being on the road all day long. But if you make people feel guilty, they are not at their best. So you want not to rub in how wonderful you've been for being out there on the road all day. Maybe with a new channel for spouses of truck drivers. Those are all fantastic points. Isn't it true that a lot of problems result from miscommunication in relationships? Absolutely. Totally. It's important to keep that line of communication open. You want to keep it open and you want to not take offense when the other person doesn't get what you think you're saying. The fact is you have to be ready to reword things and not take it personally when the person didn't immediately understand. Because we all have our roundabout ways of saying things and half the time we understand perfectly what we mean and the other person doesn't understand at all. 
Absolutely. We're talking with Jacqueline Olds. She is a psychiatrist, and we are so glad to have her as a guest today on the Dave Nemo Show. I'm Rob Williams, filling in for Dave, in case you're just tuning in. It is so important to have a relationship with your spouse and your kids while you're away from them, while you're on the road. Think about yourself when somebody's called to check on you, how you're doing, when you're talking to someone, when they send you a text, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while, how you doing, or what are you up to? It just makes you feel good and gets those endorphins flowing. It's totally true. There are some people who study what they call gift theory. In some cultures, if you give a gift, you have to make sure that you get a gift in return. Basically, you have to be reciprocal, and when you get something, you have to give back. And in couples' relationships, that's true, too. That if somebody texts you and asks you how you're doing, you make sure that you're doing something equivalent, and you're not just being a taker, so to speak. Yeah, it's like Christmas time. It's more important to give than it is to receive. It's true. It's much more satisfying. <laughs> A lot of telehealth psychiatry is springing up across the country. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, that has been such a help to most people because for most people, getting themselves all the way to a therapist's office and then having to talk for 50 minutes, which for most people is longer than they would ever think of talking to anybody, <laughs> then having to drive all the way home, it is a huge deal and it costs too much. But telehealth makes it much more possible for people to easily get in touch with the therapist and not have to go through this whole thing that lasts about three hours with the driving and the talking, etc. However, I would also like to say that people talking to friends in a really deep way is also extraordinarily important and it doesn't always have to be a therapist. That friendship, if you don't talk about the important things, end up feeling a little hollow. So you don't want to bring all your most important stuff to your therapist rather than your friends and your partner and your children. Well, and that's what makes a healthy friendship, too, is the fact that you have somebody you can confide in and talk about things that you don't really talk about with anybody else. Exactly. So you don't want to kind of give up your friendships in favor of therapy. Right. But again, it is totally fine to talk to a psychiatrist. And telehealth is almost made for truck drivers who are on the road and away from home and can't get to a doctor's appointment. For a truck driver, you can't make a scheduled appointment two, three weeks down the road. You don't know what you're going to be doing on that day. Yes. In that sense, telehealth is the best thing that could happen to everybody who has to be on the road a lot. Do you have any suggestions on how a truck driver might find help through a telepsychiatry? Well, almost everybody now, almost all the psychiatrists offer a telehealth option. But if you just Google telehealth, you can find an agency that might have therapists who do telehealth automatically. Wonderful. But that's such a good thing to bring up that it's much more accessible than it used to be. Yeah, and that's the way things are becoming with a lot of things. We had talked earlier about how the pandemic has changed life for a lot of people. And unfortunately, yeah. it's affected people in a negative way, too, with their mental health. That is for sure. I think people got out of practice at how to be with other people. So many people are so used to a more solitary and isolated life that they haven't necessarily gotten back in the habit of going, visiting, having people over, seeing people on the weekends. It's kind of like it's a new language they have to learn all over again. I'll tell you what, having experienced that firsthand, when I was working in radio, 
which I yeah. just quit back in November. I was in the studio for two years. Then the pandemic hit. I was literally yeah. broadcasting from home for two years. And in that time, they consolidated the actual building. It was three football fields long. They cut it in yeah. half and literally moved all of the studios down to the other end of the building. And I wasn't there for all that. And for those people who go through changes at work in the workplace, and then you're working from home, you've got to go back to a whole new environment. I know. It feels like the first day of school when you're a kid. <laughs> to somehow have to go back and figure out what clothes are going to be. Dr. Jacqueline Olds, I cannot thank you enough for spending time with us here talking about relationships. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.